the real art of conversation is not only to say the right thing at the right time, but also leave the wrong thing unsaid at the most tempting moment. Today, we're going to talk about the art of conversation and whether the technology that surrounds us 24-7 is affecting the way we communicate. Hello and welcome to my podcast, Unapologetically KK. Conversation, communication, what does that mean? Let's define what the word conversation really means. It's a talk between two or more people in which thoughts, feelings, ideas are expressed. Questions are asked and answered or news and information is exchanged. This is the official definition of conversation in the dictionary. Now, I was born at a time when there were no mobile phones and text messages. And yes, yes, I know a lot of you millennials are going to say, oh God, that talk again about technology. You old people have bashed technology enough and it's not our problem that you didn't have mobile phones and we have mobile phones and technology when we grew up. I get all of that. But this is really to remind us Uh, where we are going uh, based on where we came from and how we were able to live without something we believe we can't live without today. So when I was growing up, there was no mobile phones, no text messages. My first phone was the old rotary one when I was really little. It was quite exciting when the button phones came out. I mean, that's how exciting our life was technologically. But I actually remember mostly face-to-face conversations with my friends growing up. Uh, Summer vacations were spent in each other's houses and we played games and we did things and we talked and talked for hours. I remember even in school, I used to want to go to my friend's house and we would just talk about things. And that's the only way we had of entertaining ourselves, I guess. I mean, I don't really remember having very long conversations on the phone. Okay, maybe there were a few late night conversations, but even these were more personal because you can hear the tone of voice and have a much deeper connect as compared to the WhatsApp messages today. That has become a boon and a bane of everyone's life. WhatsApp messages, group chats, broadcast messages, impersonal communication, constantly being sent out to a group of people you don't really know that well and you may not really be connected to in any way but it's a way of keeping in touch and yes I get the fact that we need to keep in touch and we think that this technology is helping us keep in touch because we have found old friends through Facebook and you know on the internet and it's much much easier to connect with them now than it would have been in the past In the past, we would have to write letters, which would take weeks or months to be delivered and then for us to get a response back. So I do agree that communication is a double-edged sword. But let's really talk about what technology is doing to the way we communicate and what we're saying versus what we actually mean. So in order to do that, let's try and understand why face-to-face communication, first of all, is better than online communication. Yes, I'm old school and yes, I do believe face-to-face communication really, really works much better for me than talking on, on text messages or um, through Skype or video chatting or video calling. Um, it's, it's just this feeling of being present in the moment. And let me explain that a bit better. In face-to-face communication, you have 
to be present. Of course, I know you have to be there in order to have a face-to-face communication, but I don't mean physical presence. I mean emotional and mental presence. And what being present means is that you have taken the time to make yourself available completely to that person for that moment. And that means that you are listening to what they're saying. You're giving 100% of your time to that person in that moment. And you are responding, not just with words that you don't mean, but with everything. There is a there is a connection between the mind and the body. It's about the tone of your voice. It's about your, your body language and so many additional things that you lose out on when you're, when you're texting, when you're chatting on WhatsApp. You just don't really get the essence of what the person is saying. And it's quite easy to misunderstand the tone and the context in which certain things have been said and communicated. Face-to-face communication is a rich experience that involves drawing on memories, making connections, mental images, associations, and choosing a response. But immediately, you don't really get an opportunity to switch off your phone and come back to a response after having thought about it for minutes, hours, days I mean, that's not instant communication because you, this, is, this is a more measured response and usually the spontaneity and the true emotion is lost when you don't have a face-to-face communication, when you don't have somebody in front of you who can see exactly what you're saying and understand your body language as well. Face-to-face communication is a multi-sensory experience. It's not about saying LOL, but not being able to even smile, let alone laugh out loud. And this is a pet peeve. I'm sorry. I'm going to come back to this again as well. Sending hearts and flower emojis without really giving love or a thumbs up like icon without actually giving any support. In face-to-face communication and conversations, you need to connect with your eyes, with your voice, with your actions. And all these contribute to a sensory intensity that cannot be found in online conversations. I'm sorry, guys. I use WhatsApp messages and and online communication as much as the next person. I really do. But it does not compare to being in front of somebody and actually having a real heart-to-heart conversation. Now, technology may have brought us closer geographically, but has definitely widened the emotional gap. There has been a lot of research that's been done on that. And, and, you know, I mean, if, if you are able to really, really connect with somebody emotionally over online conversations, I think that's ideal. You're not losing out on anything. But I think a lot of people are struggling. A lot of people are isolating themselves and shutting themselves into these these spaces where the only way they can communicate is through online communication and conversations. And we have also taken a step further by not only talking through a machine, but also to a machine. Welcome Alexa and Siri, who are available at our command. And imagine children having access to this technology at an early age are unable to understand why other kids are not as helpful as their virtual friend Alexa. Why won't my friend do this when Alexa can do that for me? 
it's a bit of a confusing place and I know it's new and I know we're going to figure it out. But in order to figure it out, we really need to assess the problem first because there's no point figuring something out once we know we have a real problem on our hands. So why not teach our children how to live in this world of new online conversations by bringing in snippets of how we used to communicate and converse when we were younger and we had more face-to-face communication. It's, it's easy to, to talk about technology and say it's a really bad thing, but honestly, can we really do without it? We are advancing technologically at a crazy rate and there doesn't seem to be any need to stop that as long as we can use it effectively. The key word here in everything we do is using it effectively. We need to use technology to our advantage. Technology is here to make life easier, yet somehow we do find it more and more difficult to use it effectively. Time seems to be the most crucial aspect of our lives. We want everything instantly, fast. If we send a message out, we want an instant response. And if we don't get an instant response, we get angry. We have our read ticks and we know that when someone has read our message and then we start to assume and think about why they're not responding and by the time they respond, we may just be in a state where we do not accept their response because it hasn't come at the appropriate time. We equate love, emotion, and caring to the speed with which we respond. How soon you get a response to your message shows you how important you are to the person who's responding to you. Imagine if we thought that when we were younger. Imagine if we thought we would get an instant response via a letter or we needed a telegram or a fax for people to show us how much they love us because writing a letter and posting it was just not good enough. I mean, it's the same equivalent, isn't it? Really? We do not have time to invest in sitting with someone and talking about the weather or just life in general. It's common to see people on their phones in coffee shops and restaurants sitting with friends and family, but chatting and I use this term very loosely, with someone else. Why would you be sitting with somebody who is important enough to you to spend time with only to be utilizing that time talking to someone who is not in the room with you? And we're all guilty of it. I am definitely, definitely guilty and I, and, and, and I am not proud of it. Picking up my phone in the middle of a conversation with a friend to check on Instagram and WhatsApp messages and emails just become a habit for everybody. It's not uncommon to see people on their phones while they're supposed to be in conversation with somebody who's sitting right in front of them. What is the need to scroll through your Instagram photos or check your WhatsApp messages or work emails when you've decided to spend some time with somebody who's in front of you? Have we ever thought about that? Well, I'm definitely thinking about that. And I think the more I think about that, the more and more I realize that I definitely need to have more boundaries with how and when I use my phone. Being present is more important than just being there. What really 
are we afraid of missing out on? I guess you could say that it's more difficult to be fake in face-to-face conversations than in digital ones because we can't pretend to say things we don't mean and do things we don't do. Well, case in point, coming back to my LOL, like I said, it's a pet peeve, but how many times have you LOL'd on message and actually laughed out loud? How many? It's easy to think of a response and answer back or ignore a digital message. The disconnect, this digital connection has given us is not just a topic of conversation for the expert to debate on anymore. There is a real danger of losing touch with our core nature of being social. That's who we are. We love talking to people, meeting people, going out. Why are we just not being present in the moment when we're doing those things? Why the need to connect with somebody else at that moment? We need to think about it, right? Research has consistently shown that many young people believe digital conversations enhance social inclusion by allowing them to remain in contact with friends at all times. Some users even express feelings of being valued and loved when they are part of several groups on chats. However, the other side of this is a feeling of isolation, rejection, and feelings of being unloved or uncared for by others if they do not have these digital communications. The likes on Instagram and Facebook make us feel popular and loved, even if we never meet our digital friends. We rely on these likes to tell us we are cared for. People care about what we have to say. They are interested in listening to us. But what about the ones who we have around us? Are we really having conversations with those people and explaining to those people what our dreams are, what our likes are, what our, what our thoughts are? Probably not. Because this seems to be a common problem amongst many people. It's not just a few people struggling with technology and the art of communication. This is a major problem with a lot of people that you speak to. And and you don't really need statistics to, to get into this or to really believe that this is happening because we know it's happening to us. We know people it's happening to in our social circle. So what are we really doing about this? Digital communication gives us a sense of being appreciated and accepted by a group of people we know nothing about, often distancing us from the people we know. It's not all black and white, guys. It's not all black and white. I am not bashing technology. I am talking about the art of communication and conversation, the art of being able to say what you want exactly the way you want it and in the right context, with the right emotions, with the right tone, with the right words, and just being able to get your message across effectively without all of this misunderstanding and all of this 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 feeling of being loved isolated it's it's a confusing space and all we need to do is use it to be able to really connect that's what we are all trying to do aren't we so we know that the our reliance on any one thing in life excessively is Putting things out of balance. Whatever you do, as long as it is used effectively to make yourself feel good, to make others feel good, is really a good thing. You can't really fault yourself for trying to do something 
with the intention of wanting to feel good yourself and make others feel good as well. But intention alone can't really be the basis of assessing whether it's the right thing to do or not. If the intention is right, that's a starting point. But where we go from there is really what we want to see. We want to see the results of whether using this form of conversation and communication is effective. Is the other person feeling what we want them to feel? Or are we being constantly misunderstood because we just don't know how to do this right? That's all it is. Technology, when used effectively, can be a great tool. Keyword here is effectively. So I'm going to leave you with this thought. When was the last time you decided to be fully present in a conversation with somebody in front of you? You decided to switch your phone off and give all of yourself and all of your time to the person in front of you. If you haven't, maybe it's time to try that now. This is Kanchan Kulkarni. Saying goodbye for now and speak to you again soon.